This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Nicola McCloy, uh, Southlander by birth and um, has written more than 20 books all telling different stories of Aotearoa. And the latest book is Who Lived There? And these are stories behind historic New Zealand buildings, some very familiar, others not so familiar. Nicola McCloy joins us on the line now. Morena, great to have you with us, Nick. Hola. Nick, uh, you've got a penchant for exploring Aotearoa and telling its stories. What is it in you that led you towards this book? Um, I think I've, I've done, as you say, I sort of travel the country a lot with my with my work, and I just constantly find myself looking at buildings kind of thinking, oh, I wonder about that or what's the story there? Sometimes it will be a little detail you might notice and sometimes it, it, it's just those brown tourism signs pointing towards a building and you think, oh, what's that about? And I used to be the person that used to drive past and think, oh, one day I'll stop and have a look at that and then I just decided that actually I needed to st- stop and have a look at some of the places and I I kind of just gathered up a collection of buildings in my in my head really that that kind of fascinated me and was talking to the publishers and and they sort of were keen on on the idea and we ended up here and I think one of the cool things about doing this book was I had this idea of what it would be when it started and it was a lot of sort of grand buildings and famous people and well-known stories and very few of those made it into the book because there are so many other smaller stories or lesser-known buildings that were just way more interesting. Yeah, well, you've certainly touched on something that probably most of us experience, Nicola, when we're out and about exploring the country. Um, um, Perhaps it might be just a building that's on its last legs, as it were, and you wonder, you know, gosh, you know, what are the stories there? There are others that have obviously been lovingly protected over a great period of time, and then you wonder why that building is so important. Um, I, I just want to start with with the f- uh, building that's on the cover of this beautiful book. It is, um, it is a stunning image, and uh, and certainly this book will leap off the shelves when you see it. This uh, beautiful little green. Well, I want to call it a batch, but you tell me what it is. Um, it's, it's Jack's Hut, um, and it's on the Arthur's Pass Road. And it originally, the, those before the railway went through Arthur's Pass, uh, the road was pretty sketchy, but it was the only way across to the West Coast from, from Christchurch. And so they had what they called roadmen living along in these little huts, and they had them dotted all along the road, and th- those men were responsible for the stretch of road from their hut to the next one. And so they would, if there was, um, if, if the, the road was damaged, if there was snow, whatever, they were responsible for sort of clearing that piece of road. And, and this hut actually then did become a, a holiday house for, for some artists from Christchurch. But it was, but it also played quite a, um, quite a crucial role and uh, so a lot of mountaineers stayed there when they were climbing in the area and it's just such a like bright green gorgeous quirky little building obviously built for, for snow because it's got all these crazy angles on it and it's just it's 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 one of definitely one of those blinking you'll miss it places but but the story you know it's just such a cool story the, the people who's who have sort of gone in and out of the building quite incredible
And that's what it's all about, this book, isn't it? Um, uh, uncovering some of those stories. Um, yeah. When you look at a, a humble little building like the one we're talking about here, uh, you can see that it's, now that you understand something of the story, there's a there's a purpose starts to, to visit itself upon the image. And we should mm. say also that the images here are stunning through the book. You've worked with photographer Jane King on this. Yes, yes. Jane is English by birth, but she now lives in Wanaka. And so we, um, we this is our second book together. We did another one called um, Let's Get Lost, which was sort of road trips around New Zealand. And um, Jane and I have spent in, in like innumerable hours in a car together. So when we when we work together, there's an awful lot of hilarity and probably a few too many lollies. <laughs> and, and Nick, I, there is obviously um, some recorded history in relation to many of the buildings in this book, uh, but uh, not all of them. And so tell us a little bit about how you've gone about uncovering those stories. There, there's... A lot of the information uh, was available through the brilliant work that the people at Heritage do. Um, a lot of it came from talking to people involved with the buildings. And, I mean, that was one of the things that I was so, I'm just so grateful for is the amount of people in the country who are just so passionate about restoring these buildings and, and letting them continue to tell their stories. Um, I do a lot of, I, I absolutely love Papers Past, which is the National Library digitised newspapers. And um, one of my favourite stories came out of that, which was the, camp, the schoolhouse at Cambrian, just out of, just near St Bassins, um, where the, um, one of the school board members got, got taken to court for <laughs> abusing one of the school teachers verbally for telling his kid off. And I mean, that I just came across wombling through papers past so it's it's a mixture of a mixture of research really and and talking to people who i mean because it's not all kind of old history a lot of it is more recent history so i think the thing with this book is it's not all about who built the buildings and why it's it's kind of people whose lives have intersected with the buildings up until quite recently Let's talk about um, some of the buildings that you've visited and talked about in the region that our listeners will, will be familiar with in this part of the world. Tell us, tell us what you're focused on. Well, I've got to confess that I could have written the whole book about Otago and Southland. <laughs> I had to rein myself back, so I've got enough material for probably volume two and volume three. And I think, I mean... Dunedin, for example, I kind of went in thinking, oh, I'll do, you know, Olveston and Larnock Castle and the railway station and those big grand buildings. But actually the stories that really uh, spoke to me, and maybe it was a little bit indulgent, were, were buildings that I had had a lot to do with. Um, and actually one of my favourites is the, probably the smallest building in the book, which is the old um, turnstile, Carisbrook turnstile building, which I had no idea was still there. Um, and I, you know, my time in Dunedin, I spent many, many, many happy hours out on the terraces at Carisbrook. So, you know, sometimes it just was, yeah, buildings that, I don't know, that, that, that kind of spoke to me. And the other one, which I know you know well, was the, the, the Empire Hotel, which is sadly no longer trading as a, a hotel. And again, that was somewhere that I'd spent a lot of time that, that, 
I wanted to tell the story of because I don't know that that many people know it. Who is this book for, Nick? Um, well, <laughs> one of my friends messaged me the other day and she was like, congratulations, you've come in again for the people that I find it really hard to buy presents for. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's anyone who has, an, has a kind of a, an interest in New Zealand stories. It's, I, I try to make things as approachable and readable and interesting as I can. Um, and I think it's just, it's, it's a great kind of dip in, dip out book. It's be, it would be a good one if, if you're lucky enough not to be in Auckland and, and you, you know, you can travel. Great one to chuck in the car and, and because it covers the whole country, you know, as a starting point for places to explore. I just think anyone who's a bit curious about these things, it I would hope would enjoy it. It covers the whole country, Nick, but it also covers all different manner of buildings, some residences, yeah. um, others with much more utilitarian purposes. Um, yeah. What, what uh, approach did you take there? Um, I, I, I just, I really, I, I don't know, I quite, I like those, I, I like old kind of industrial buildings. The Mangahau Power Station in Manawatu is a great example of that. It's just this incredible, huge, concrete kind of quite lovely looking edifice and set in the bush and just out in the countryside. And so I, oftentimes it was just buildings that appealed to me on some level. And then, I, yeah, I didn't want it to be restricted to kind of things that would necessarily be considered to be beautiful. I think the 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 built history of this country is, as you say, utilitarian as well as, as well as, you know, perhaps more attractive. Um, so, yeah, it was just anything that kind of took my fancy, really. In terms of European settlement, a, a relatively young uh, nation, um, <laughs> what, uh, again, was your approach about how far back you might go with uh, buildings here? It was just whatever you could find and piqued your curiosity? It, it, yeah, it was. I mean, I think um, one of the parts of the country that I really, really love is Hokianga up in Northland, and that's where a lot of our oldest buildings are. So Northland, um, Northland was a great one for that. Um, but, yeah, it was just... And, and I was conscious of there being a good... Um, a good mix of different eras and, yeah, as old as I could find, really. You're turning up stories everywhere you go. Um, <laughs> you've already touched on one or two. Perhaps you could think a little more on that and tell us, you know, uh, along the way, what are some of the surprises, the treats, the, 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 oh. the, the, the stories that have come forth that really delight you? Well, I, as you mentioned, I'm Southlander and grew up in Invercargill. I had no idea, until I was working on this book, I had no idea that instant coffee, which, let's face it, has kept many, many people alive <laughs> through various parts of their lives, was invented in Invercargill. I had no idea. And until there's a building that I've always loved in Invercargill that I knew as the WEA building, and it's sort of a three-story, quite skinny, red brick building, quite lovely and I thought, I'm going to find out about that. Well, it was built by the, and for the offices of the man who invented instant coffee. 
There you go. And then you, know, so there was, you brought something new was, to me as well. Thank you. I didn't know, yeah. had no idea about that. Yeah, David Strang. He was incredible. And and so, you know, you sort of, I, I guess I I always just have my eyes open and, and um, it's so amazing the things I, you know, yes, I'm still discovering after all this time of sort of writing New Zealand stories. Uh, Nick McCloy. Uh, I'm talking with Nick McCloy, who's uh, put this beautiful book out, Who Lived There, with uh, photography by Jane King, the stories behind historic New Zealand buildings, um, and historic and in inverted in, in, in yeah. quote marks there, because it's the, you know it's the histories, large and small, and the documented and undocumented that that you find here. Interesting time, Nick, to be putting out a book like this when, well, let's face it, up until a couple of years ago, the idea of hopping in the car and just taking your time and <laughs> making those diversions down those little country roads, that just seemed to be something that we took for granted. No longer. Mm. Mm, yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I'm in Auckland now, so it's it, my my wings have been clipped slightly for the last wee while. But I think that I think um, you know one of one of the positives that's come out of people be, being in New Zealand and and making it tricky to leave is that people are much more engaging with parts of the country they might not otherwise have done. And I think that's been absolutely brilliant. You know, people that are that are taking the opportunity to go out and explore the the things, you know, the, the, the things that we have, and and explore places that they might not otherwise have gone to. Um, it, it's been it's it's just been really cool seeing people's eyes open to places that that maybe I'm more familiar with. Um, you know, the, the number of Auckland people I know who have. Gone, gone down to well, not recently, obviously, but who've gone to Southland, who've gone to Stewart Island, who've who've explored places that in the past they would have been like, oh, what do what you know, why would I go there when I can go to the Pacific Islands or wherever? So I think it's 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 been one of the positives is just opening opening more people's eyes to what we actually do have around the country. Well, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. You did mention that it would make a gift. We do have the gift-giving season nearly upon us. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you'd be delighted, Nick, if many people made the choice to put this uh, in somebody's Christmas stocking. But uh, where can we find it? It will be in all good bookstores by Friday. I'm hoping we've a little bit of delays and shipping with various things that are going on, but I've been told from Friday in, in all your good Good bookstores and probably online from for, for those that getting to a bookstore is a bit tricky. So yeah, look for the uh, stunning green cover and the picture of uh, <laughs> of, of Jack's hut from Arthur's Pass uh, on the front cover of it. Nicola, I do have to ask you before you go. Um, you're someone who has. Um, uh, brought us many wonderful projects, all quite different in terms of the publications mm-hmm. you've been involved in. What's next yeah. for you? Uh, I'm 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 working on a couple of. I, a few years ago, I did uh, the story, the Mount Pisa Station story, over in just out of, out of Cromwell there, and I'm, I've actually got two more um, farm sort of well rural based books on the go at the moment. Um, but as you can imagine, it's slightly tricky to be <laughs> writing those from from my humble abode on the North Shore of Auckland. So at the moment, I'm kind of just 
filling time and once I'm allowed back out again I'll be, be back into into digging around in the history of a couple of really, really brilliant rural properties. We'll look forward to that and uh, thanks for taking some time this morning to join us, Nicola McCloy, on uh, the awesome morning show to talk about Who Lived There, this wonderful new book. Congratulations on it and thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.